Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we're going to look at five things that should be done for every defense each and every day of practice. This is Mark Holcomb, the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. With all the uncertainty in our upcoming season and in each state, we've been working out with our players in groups of 25 for the last two weeks. We have tried to look at things that we need to do each and every day with our team to get the most out of the 90 minutes that we are allowed to practice by our state. Today I'm going to attempt to explain five things that we feel like need to be done every day as a part of your defensive practice to get the most out of your defense and make sure you're ready come game time. The first topic I want to talk about is alignment. Now, we like to go ahead and take care of the take the thinking out of the game as much as we can for our players and allow them to play fast and make alignment a second nature. We are using our time to go over formations, motions, shifts, and any automatic checks that we may have. Now, we like to do this at the beginning of practice to make the players think a little bit and usually finish our summer sessions with alignments and stunts against certain formations and motions. This forces our players to communicate and work together to make sure that they're making any needed adjustments or checks. During the alignment period, we also spend a lot of time talking to our players about things such as leverage, force, and alley fits. We use the door analogy with our players to make sure they understand this concept. We want to have someone on the inside of the door someone on the outside of the door, and another player coming through the door. We stress the importance of making sure that we have a narrow door and how this helps explain our leverage, force, and alley to the players to make sure that they understand it. Now, during a regular game week, each week we will start practice with a Monday formations thing. We'll go over a a person's top formations and motions, go over any types of um, you know keys or giveaways they give based on like where the running backs aligned or uh, where the H-backs align, anything that we can pick up to try and help our kids during this period of time. And we always start practice off every day from a defensive during our zero period with our alignments and just going over things as much as we can. When players get have confidence getting aligned, uh, they're able to play fast and they, they you know let football become second nature to those guys. So we feel like alignment is one of the most important things that we can do on a daily basis with our kids to try to give them, you know, some giveaways or uh, any kind of keys that that may happen. Now, speaking of keys, the second thing I want to talk about is our key reads. Now, every position on the defensive side of the football uh, needs to be reminded of their specific key and what reads they can get from each one of these keys. Uh, You know, now eye discipline is one of the most underrated and undercoached things, I think, um, with a lot of defenses, you know, you got guys that are uh, looking in the backfield, just not disciplined about where their key should be. And as a coach, you need to make sure that you coach this and show the importance of eye discipline. By making keys and reads a daily part of your practice, I think this reinforces the importance to your players. Now, each position uh, has a specific key and a specific read. So you, let's just use a uh, a defensive lineman, for an example. Uh, the defensive lineman who's lined in an outside shade obviously is going to read the outside uh, pad of the player to their inside. Now, if they're lined up in an inside shade, then they're going to read the inside, the outside pad of the inside player. So we just want to make sure that our 
kids are getting chance to do this every single day, uh, you know, what specific key they have, all the different reads that that key can do. And, uh, you know, we can do this in an individual period uh, or in a group or as a team. But, you know, as coaches, we really, really ask our players a lot of times after the play's over, uh, who was your key and what did your key do? And that player needs to be able to explain to the coach exactly what they did. So it might be something as simple as, uh, you know, I'm reading the guard and that guard pulled. And uh, we'll follow through like that. But I think, uh, you know, that key reads are a main part of a uh, highly disciplined defense. Uh, the third thing I want to talk about today is tackling. Now, obviously, with our policy that we're having right now in North Carolina, we're having to social distance at practice and keep six feet uh, in between us. So it's making tackling become uh, extremely difficult to practice. Uh, but, you know, we're still trying to work on – talking to our players about keeping their eyes on the near hip, working off that near hip or the near foot. But it's just uh, it's difficult during this time to do that because, you know, we can't get players close to each other. Uh, we're not using equipment right now. But during our regular defensive practices, uh, we would use a variety of tackling circuits, uh, work during individual group, just to make sure that we are going to be an aggressive and exceptional tackling team. Uh, you know, we use a variety of techniques and equipment. We're just like a lot of people. You know, we have the, the one-man sled that we work on sometimes with tackling. We have the tackling rings. You know, a lot of times we just break tackling down into uh, an individual group where we, we might work on form that day. And, uh, you know, we, we try to instill a lot of the Seahawk tackling and, and do those types of drills too. But, you know, right now that's one of the things that we're concerned about getting behind on. But, you know, obviously we're in the same situation that a lot of other people are in our state. Uh, you know, not by not able to, you know, by having to social distance, it's a little bit of a, uh, a tough thing to do. Uh, the next part, number four, I want to talk about is block destruction. Now, uh, you know, this is one of the things that I think a lot of people overlook. Uh, every position on defense at one time or another in a game is going to have to defeat a block uh, before they are either asked to make a play on the ball carrier or to force the ball carrier or, you know, working their leverage with a with a uh, with their tackling partner so you know we want to try to go over this as much as possible with our kids and block destruction obviously your defensive lineman is this is something they're going to do every single day but I feel like a lot of times this gets overlooked with you know your linebackers and uh, as a coach with over 25 years of, years of experience I've seen many players you know run around blocks and all you end up doing when you run around the block is open the running lane up more for the ball carrier or I've also seen players, you know, try to make plays while they're getting blocked. So we on our staff try to stress the importance of defeating the block with your proper leverage uh, before trying to make tackles. So an, an example is if you're a forced player, you know, you want to come up on, uh, on that. Uh, could, be a, could be a receiver, could be a, you know, a, a puller, uh, could be a back leading the way. We want to come up and make sure that we take that on with uh, keeping our outside arm free try to leverage that ball, but we don't want just to, you know, say, well, run up the field and say, well, coach, I made the ball turn back inside because, again, we get back to that point where you're basically running around that block, and when you run around that block, now the, the biggest issue you're having now is you're, you're opening up that hole for, uh, you know, the, the running back and making that hole bigger. So this is something that we do and try to, uh, to uh, explain to our kids the importance of this uh, when you have that proper leverage and you're trying to make that tackle. 
Now this can be done in an individual period uh, or a period where you bring your offense and defense together, both sides of the ball. That you know that I think that works really well because uh, now you're getting a great look at an offensive player who's trying to work on a block and a defensive player who's trying to defeat that block. You know this can be a, a very competitive uh, period with your kids, uh, and it's going to help both sides improve. Uh, you know, so like for example, we'll bring together a, a perimeter period where our uh, wide receivers are working on, they may be working on blocking for a bubble screen. And, uh, you know, we incorporate that with our defensive backs who are working on force and working on leverage and, uh, you know, working on block destruction. So I think that's good for both sides of the football. And it's going to help end up helping both sides uh, to try to get better. Uh, now, the last topic I want to talk about are, are takeaways. Now, you know, we try to use the term takeaway as opposed to, uh, you know, and a lot of coaches do this as opposed to the uh, term turnover. You know, takeaway is a, a little bit more of a, you know, an aggressive mindset rather than turning over. So, you know, we, we want to take the ball away from the offense and not just have the offense, you know, turn the ball over to us. Um, we want our players to think about that uh, as much as possible. Now, with, with takeaways, we can do this in – a uh, you know a, a circuit type setting, uh, you can do it in an individual group with uh, you know just the things that may apply to your group. You know, like uh, our, our defensive lineman, we do work with our defensive lineman on not only batting balls, but you know trying to bat balls up in the air and catch balls that are in the air. So it's not just a a thing where we just talk about you know how to recover a fumble with our kids, but we want to teach those things to each specific player, and then uh, at least once a week have a circuit where all the kids are trying to do as much stuff. Now, obviously, we're not going to put our, you know, defensive linemen in a position where they're going to be, you know, backpedaling and covering routes and things like that. But, you know, each of those we need to work on our specific takeaway responsibility. Um, and we use a lot of times, like I said before, uh, we use that during an individual period. But we'll also go back and do a uh, takeaway circuit. Now, uh, sometimes we'll go into practice and we'll just talk to our kids and say, yeah, we want to set a goal. You know, our goal today, for example, might be uh, we want to get four takeaways during our entire practice. Now, that, that could be during uh, an inside period. You know, that counts as a practice. That, you know, it could be during a, uh, you know, a, a pass-scale period or it can be during team. And or we can add those up as the day goes. So, you know, if you get one during inside period, uh, two during pass-scale and one during team, then obviously you're going to, you know, meet your goal, and, uh, you know, we'll give a reward at the end of practice or if we get our goal, and sometimes, uh, you know, at the, if we don't get our goal, then we might have to give, a, you know, a certain type of reminder. But we just want to make sure that we, we stress this with our, our players as much as possible when we start talking about these takeaways. Now, you know, as a coach, and, and, and guys, these are, these are just five things that we talk about uh, each day, you know, that we want to try to make sure that our, our defense uses so that, uh, we can be an aggressive defense and attacking defense. But one of the things that you're probably thinking about is pursuit. You know, uh, well, you left pursuit out. Well, in, in our way of thinking, guys, uh, pursuit is a non-negotiable. I mean, pursuit and running to the football should be something that should be enforced every day at practice, every day during the summer. You know, uh, if, if your players are not going to pursue the ball, then it's real simple. They just can't play defense. Uh, you know, we film a lot of our practice periods – and so it's easy for us to go back back and watch film, uh, but our coaches are constantly stressing this in practice. And the one thing that uh, our players do understand is playing time. And so when a player loafs, uh, you know that coach has got to call them out and hold them accountable. 
He's got to be brought out of practice. But the, the big issue is if you're going to bring those players out of practice, I think you've got to be willing to take them out during the game too because if not, then that's not going to be reinforced. But, you know, um, I can remember one time, I think it was two years ago, where we had to, you know, bring our kids in on a Monday and sit down and watch film. And we took about six or seven, uh, you know, plays out. And, and I think you have to keep in mind that when you're looking at this issue of pursuit, you know, you're, you're not attacking a, a player, you're attacking a problem. So we took about, I don't know, maybe 10 to 12 clips and just said, uh, you know, this guy's on the backside of a, a runaway. You know, what kind of pursuit is this guy uh, giving? You know, and, and obviously not calling the same kid out time after time. But, you know, kids understand that when they see it on film. And if pursuit is a problem, then we will obviously incorporate a, a pursuit period or a, a double whistle period, whatever it may be in our practice. But, you know, we, we feel like that pursuit something that uh, the other team needs to be able to cut the film on and they need to be able to see your guys run into the football. And I think that is a, an important thing that, that every defense has is, you you know, you see defenses getting lined up well. You see them getting ta- uh, tackling, communicating with each other, running to the football and being very physical. You know, those are the things that we want. Uh, and we talk to our players about that a lot of times. You know, this, this team is going to get this game film, so we want to make sure that, uh, you know, defensively they see – uh, a sound defense that hustles and, and tries to do things the right way. So uh, as we go through this, you know, next week we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that we feel like uh, offensively maybe we're working on or gaining an advantage hopefully during this time. Uh, but I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. If you have any questions or any ideas, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at FB, uh, excuse me, at FB Coaches Corner. Email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Guys, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, which is footballcoachescorner.com, for information about our video scout checklist, game planning templates that are available. Uh, we also have free downloads and all of our previous podcasts, uh, you know, have been there. I think we're, we're getting ready to near uh, podcast number 25, which is, uh, you know, pretty good. We just started this, uh, you know, back in February, so uh, we're rolling along pretty good. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Uh, This will help move our podcast up the rankings, and feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would enjoy listening to it. If you have topics that you would like for us to cover, you know, right now we're sitting here with a a lot of time, and I don't know if you're like me, but I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm mowing or, you know, doing different things as we get ready to, you know, go back to school or whatever school is going to look like this coming year. Uh, So, but if you have anything you'd like for us to cover in the future, just let us know through Twitter or email, and we'll be glad to get those topics in. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.